welcome to the Lifehouse Church Below podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Debbie C. We're continuing on with our series of Colossians and we're going to be looking um, in this podcast at Colossians 3 and looking at verses 18 um, to chapter 4 verse 1. So we're going to be looking at Christian households. So just to recap, last podcast we spoke about just you know checking out our life and and looking at what we speak and what 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 we do and lining that up to you know if Jesus was in the room um with you would you still be doing that so you know just thinking about um doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus so you actually have to be able then to do that if Jesus is in the room so just you know having to think about that okay so let's look at Colossians 3 verses 18 and then chapter chapter 4 verse 1. So it says in the NIV, Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to carry their favour, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs and there is no favouritism. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you have a master in heaven. Right, Karen, do you want to just talk a bit about this, this paragraph? Okay, I just want to um, remind you that, so we are Colossians chapter 3 verse from 18, but we in the last podcast we did, you know, from the beginning of chapter 3, and at the beginning of chapter 3 the subheading there was living as those made alive in Christ. And, you know, Paul began the chapter, he began chapter 3 by stating doctrinal truth. And it was since then you have been raised with Christ. And that's a doctrinal truth. And, and then he goes on to tell us what we as believers need to do as a result of the fact that we have been raised with Christ. So those words, since then, you've been raised with Christ. And then he goes on to tell you, you need to set your hearts and your minds on things above. You need to put to death and get rid of um, all practices that belong to our flesh, to our old nature. And then from verse 12 he went on to show us that we need to behave uh, how we need to behave to be living this godly life. So if we're claiming to be Christians, we're claiming to be raised with Christ, then as an outworking or evidence of us believing that truth, then we have to have certain ways that we behave. And in these next verses from 18 to 25, Paul instructs us about working out of our Christianity. So we're claiming that we've been raised with Christ. And so he's going to tell us now then, if you claim that this is what it should look like in your everyday relationships and life, and now these verses as well are subtitled then Instructions for Christian Households. And um, two really important points that we need to note here are that these ethics or these um, ways of conducting our relationships and our lives have got mutual obligations. So it's not just one-sided, it's from both parts. So we see that wives have got a duty to their husbands, but so too husbands have got a duty to their wives. And that whole direction of that Christian ethic is not to ask, what do others owe me, mm -hmm. but what do I owe to others? So it's not that entitlement, you know, what it, you know, all revolves around me. Yeah. 
And the second point is as well as as Christians, we need to realize that all our all of our relationships are in the Lord, and the whole of our Christian life is lived in Christ. And you know, in any home, the tone of the personal relationships have got to be dictated by the awareness that Jesus Christ is there. He's an unseen guest, or well, not a guest. He's ever present. He's you know part of your part of you. He's, he should be in your home, and so. You've got to use that as the tone for your relationship. Every parent-child relationship, the dominating thought is the fatherhood of God. And so we are trying to model that to our children. So we've got to treat our children you know, as God would treat his sons and daughters. And so you know, that's overarching everything. All our relationships are in Christ. And you know, relationships between master and servant. Okay, these days we don't necessarily have that master and servant. It, it could be employer-employee. And the overarching thing there is that we're all servants or we're all under one master, Jesus Christ. And so the new thing that Paul was writing about here is that in Christianity, personal relationships now incorporate Jesus Christ into all of the relationships. So it's not just something that, you know, your relationship with Christ is just compartmentalized and it doesn't touch or affect all these other areas in your life. It actually needs to be in all your relationships. He needs to be the primary relationship and that then will impact how you actually behave in all your other relationships. Okay, these girls are so no. stunned by my wisdom. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about the compartmentalizing. I was like, was it, who was speaking? It was ben, ben speaking about that chat the other week. Yeah. All right, so do you want to start looking at the relationships that Paul mentioned? So he talks first in verses 18 to 19. He says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So Paul also talks about um, this a lot in Ephesians 5. So we'll just read that um, now too. So Ephesians 5 verses 21 to 33. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church's body of which he is the saviour. Now the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So Paul was bringing in um, a new concept um, about marriage into the church. So in those days, the man was a, the dictator and the woman didn't really have any rights in a marriage. Um, she had the duties of bringing up the children and ministering to the man's needs. But in Christianity, this changes and marriage is a partnership. Um, so I just want to talk tonight or this podcast about... Um, mutual submission and what does that actually look like in, in marriages and um, 
So we'll look at, you know, sort of the positive and negative aspects of that, what that can look like when it's right or wrong, not working well, I guess, would be a better way of putting it. Alright, so, Debbie, you want to talk about what submission looks like in marriage? Um, well, <laughs> I was just, I, I had a conversation with somebody at the end of last year about, um, so this might be going off what you're just saying, but can't be worse than my Christmas. No, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was having a conversation with a lady who, um, and we were talking about our husbands, and um, and I mentioned that I believe that my husband Brad is the head of our house, and she laughed and she said, "You don't actually tell him that, though, do you?" And I said, "Yeah, I, 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 I have, <laughs> I have told him that in the past because that's what we believe that you know he is the head and." Um, and her reply was, oh, I'd never say that to my husband. He'd just use it to, you know, and get a big head. And she said, I'd never, ever say that to him. She was, she's not a Christian, this lady that I was speaking to. So she, she sees things a bit differently to me, obviously. But it was just interesting to see how um, her standpoint is, oh, no, my husband's not going to rule over me or, mm. you know. And uh, anyway, I don't, I, I, that's just how I've always seen our marriage as being, you know, he is the head. But he does respect me and he loves me mm. and values my opinion and my input into all sorts of every situation that we have. And in comparison to me, he's a bit of an introvert. Actually, a bit of an introvert might be a bit of an understatement. But <laughs> compared to me, I'm the extrovert, he's the introvert. And he grew up in a totally different situation to me, but in, in family wise. But at the same time, he um, he will still show me the respect that he knows that God calls for him to, to give me that respect. So I guess submitting to each other is not just um, letting him walk all over me mm. or him letting me walk all over him. And we've, we've really had to... Um, had to deal with a lot of issues in our marriage because the way that he had seen a marriage work in his parents and the way that I, who aren't Christians, and the way that I have seen a marriage work in my parents, where I've seen a teamwork environment with of submission to each other in that Christian environment, and he has seen a, a domineering mother who, in, in his situation, you know, his, his mother's always been the dominant one, and whilst, you know, he has lived with both parents, he hasn't had that teamwork kind of, sub well, he hasn't, the submission that he has seen has basically been from his father to his mother. Yeah. And it hasn't been a healthy submission. Yeah. So um, when we first got married, it was, it was an interesting um, transition for him to go, okay, well, I'm, I've seen marriage modelled, this is how it must go. And so he would wait for me to tell him to do stuff, and which was great, I thought, at first. I'm like, okay, you do this and you do that. But then, you know, I'm like, no, he's really not being the head. He's just laying down and letting me be the head of the house, which is not the way that Christ intended it. Yeah, so. sure. But, um, yeah, we do try and, you know, encourage each other and, you know, I think it's really about being respectful to each other and helping each other and working as a as a team. And we haven't always got it right, but after ten years of marriage, we're still going strong. So <laughs> that's, good. that's good. 
I think what you said is important, you know, talking to the person you were talking to. Um, the world's concept is different. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't understand that submission. They don't understand mutual submission. A lot of women as well, the minute they hear that word submission, it just, like, makes their hackles rise. Um, and, you know, certainly as well, not all of it, but some of it will come out of the fact that that has been misused. You yeah. can have a man being very domineering and walking over or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's just not having that understanding what it is. And, you know, it is a mutual thing. It's not just one-sided. And um, that word submit there comes from the Greek hypotasso, which is a military term, and it, it means to rank under. And I think that's what's really important to grasp, that the husband as the head of the home is his function. It's a function. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people get... They don't like to hear that, but well, obviously non-Christians and sadly some Christians, you know, he's not the head or whatever. It's a function that God has given and I don't think we bristle at the thought of Christ being the head of us or the head of the church and that's what Paul's really talking about, isn't he, Christ in the church. And um, So that function of the, the man as the head offers spiritual cover, protection, it's like an umbrella and it's not intended for lording over or domineering. And so I think that's where the miss sort of, you know, communications coming, people don't like the word submission because sometimes even Christian men would be lording it over or domineering and that's not what mm -hmm. it was intended for and, you know, but God's order is that Christ is the head of the husband and then it flows down that mm -hmm. way and, um, you know. If have submission and authority, nothing would be as effective. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, two heads is a deformity, isn't it, if you're both trying to... And I was just thinking about it. I'd heard somewhere that talked about like the woman, the man's the head and the woman's the neck, you know. So you can really hold your husband up and bolster him and really help him. And I was just thinking about this earlier today, thinking about, okay, if you've got a really floppy head and a strong neck, like the head's flopping and it's down, so what you're going to do, doesn't matter how strong the neck is, you're going to be walking into walls and not seeing where you're going. So, you know, it's all designed to function in, in, in a correct way. Um, and, and, you know, that, that word submission, when people hear it, I think they just make it synonymous with subjugation. And it's not. Submission is actually just a yielding, and it's, it's voluntary as well. Um, I think it's important to really understand what it is when, when the Bible says, when Paul says, you know, wife, submit to your husband. It's talking about yielding. And believe me, if your husband is fulfilling his part, which is husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. No woman's going to have a problem with submitting. Mm -hmm. A husband's doing that because, you know, you will not be subjugated. It will not be doing, um, done in the, in, in the wrong way. Um, and so if your husband's loving you as Christ loved the church, you won't have an issue with submission. And... Um, the same as well, you know, you're going to not have an issue, you know, if the wife is respecting the husband, then he's not going to have an issue either with taking on board her, you know, um, point of view and, and mutually submission. And so if you just think of it like a house, say the husband's the roof and the structure and the wife just fills in the house, she fills in the atmosphere. And, um, you know, do you want, can I go on to talk about in my marriage how it works? Um, so like you said, Debbie, we work as a team and we appreciate and recognize each other's areas of strength and we use that in our decisions. So mm -hmm. if I'm really stronger or better in a certain area than David, he's man enough to be able to say, right, okay, you are better in this area and whatever. It doesn't threaten him. Yeah. 
and you know if we ever get deadlocked on an issue then usually we we will mutually decide that we're not going to act on that issue until we reach peace about it so we might just hold off take it to the Lord if you know we haven't already and if it's a situation where action does need to happen and we still haven't come to that um, you know both agreeing then we will accept that one of us is going to have to make a decision you know where we can hold off and, and you know if there's time or whatever but sometimes a decision has to be made and you still might not have reached agreement then you know we know that the one that has said okay then you know I'm happy to say to David all right well you know I don't agree but I know we need a decision and so we'll go with you or he might say it equally might be my decision and we know that the one that's made the decision is going to accept the consequences if it is wrong and and I think something that's really important and I think we've always tried to do it and I think we've got it pretty well right we don't ever throw up in each other's face like oh well you made that bad decision yeah. and I think that is really important as well and, you know even within our ministry as well we submitted to one another in ministry as co-leaders but in having in saying that I still submit to him as well as a senior leader yeah but even there there's a lot of times that you know, I can um, have, imp I will always have input to all the decisions and, and there'll be times when he will change his mind because, you know, the input that I've given him is valuable and he realises, okay, no, that's right, and vice versa. Mm. But if there's something, again, that we stuck on and I don't agree, I will submit to him as a senior minister. And I don't have a problem with that because I know that's the authority that God has given him. And I know that he does take my input, he does value it, um, you know, and, but you're not always going to agree on everything. And, um, yeah, so, and, and just talking about, like, what it could look like if it's negative, that whole thing of wives respect your husband. I mean, we've got a certain um, family member where this is a problem. I had to pull this person up um, this year after Christmas because just when it's not submitted, when you're not respecting it, sounds... Like just such disrespect speaking, like how she speaks to her husband, just plain rudeness and whatever. And I had to call her son and say, you know, that was just so disrespectful. And it was like, yeah, well, he always, you know, doesn't do what, it doesn't matter. That was just wrong. And so it does look ugly when it's not, you know, the respect is not there. It comes out in your tone and how you speak to each other. Mm. Um, I like what you said, Carolyn, about holding off decisions until you sometimes you hold off decisions until you um, come to a joint decision like a piece about it and I mean there are certain situations where you're saying that you can't always do that but but what I like is because in our instant society we're always pushing yeah. make a decision make a decision make a decision yeah. and like let's just sit down for a bit with it you know not be pushing and trying to force things and make things happen and I like what you said, a piece about it, because I have to say, as you're saying that, I realise even when it is a situation where we haven't come to a joint agreement, but even where it's like, nah, a decision has to be made, because of that mutual submission, I will still say that there's still a piece in that, okay, I think we should do this, you think we should do that, and we're going to go with yours, whichever one, even, that, even in that situation, I would say it's still a piece comes with even that where we know right we have to and that's whatever because we know how we're going to handle the consequences so yeah, yeah. that's good I, when Ben and I have to make a decision and Ben you know go with something that I don't agree with um I want to go something else I sort of think well you know what God's got this and even if it's the wrong decision like God's still like he's still gonna 
He looks at your heart, mate, too. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's not gonna, like, he's gonna honour the gonna fact that you <laughs> honestly tried to do what you thought was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And if you've got it wrong, you'll deal with the consequences yeah. and you'll learn something. Um, that's right, and that's important. You will learn something, yeah. yeah. I wish I had that attitude all the time because yeah, sometimes right. I like, throw it back in bed and say, take that, you were wrong. <laughs> well, I, I think what's been really good, I mean, I have to admit, and this might sound a bit, you know, but I, I could, in 30 years of marriage, there's probably only one major thing that stands out as a wrong decision on David's part. And he's the one that will bring it up now and again say, oh, you know, I did the wrong thing there, it was a wrong decision that we made, and it was to do with car and finances and stuff, but that was a wrong decision, and he's the one that always, and I'm like, it doesn't bother me, but he fully accepted, you know, the consequences of that and whatever, and, and so I think that's really important that, yeah. Mm. But again, that's that's submission still, yeah. you know, like the, the fact that they can admit that yeah, they're wrong yeah, when they're yeah, wrong, yeah. the fact that we can admit that we're wrong when we're wrong, yeah. and that we apologise, you yeah. know, and we, yeah. we keep those short accounts again, yes. you know. And it's respect as well, isn't it? Showing yeah. respect for each other, yeah. And I've been married six years now. Um, awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> no, I, no, don't say Six years is a massive <laughs> amount of time for some people, yeah. I find it exciting, we're getting up. Closer to ten. <laughs> we just had ten on Friday, so yeah, I was, I was really excited. Yeah. Um, and this is an area that you know I struggle with because I'm still learning how to submit properly to my husband because I come from the like that fleshy behaviour of wanting to control. Everything. I was just going to say, because you control things. All three of us. Yeah, we can all do that. Yeah, we can all do that. Yeah, we can all do that. 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 We can well, I'm not going to offer any opinions. I'll just lay down, do whatever you Bit want. Bit of rejection. You don't want my opinion. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> no, it's so that on my list. I could help you, but I don't want you to suffer. Um, so, <laughs> this is Lena, not you. It's <laughs> <laughs> my choice. Sorry, don't Sorry. I might, you know, appreciate what I've Yeah, still trying to learn the right way of, of submitting and working together properly as a team and like some of the, the weak, the flaws I can see that negative submission is like if you've been controlling like you might withhold information like you know you can often just not even, it's not an issue you've made the decision don't even bring it up or if you're sort of trying to submit you might you know withhold a bit of information so in reality you're controlling the whole situation because you're holding back vital information so your husband makes the decision that you have decided is the right decision. Mm. Um, it's called manipulation, that isn't mm. it? Yeah. Yep. So you know what we this can be exactly, Carol. It's completely wrong, and um, being fully submitted to our husband is you know sharing the whole story, and the whole situation, and um, you know giving your input. And sometimes you just have to leave it at that and wait for your husband to make the decision, um, and then going about it with a good attitude afterwards. Um, and Ben and I are learning about how to 
value each other's strengths and how to work best in, in a team. Um, with that in, in life, you know, I am really good with like like admin and organising things, that sort of stuff. So um, at the moment we're looking to purchase our first house. So I've done a lot of research and, you know, I'm the one who calls the mortgage broker and the solicitor and, you know, did the offer process with the real estate agent, all that sort of stuff, which, you know, in my head I'm like, well, maybe the man should do that. But this is this is my strength and mm -hmm. being able to, to negotiate and, you know, I've got a lot of training through my job about dealing with legislation, so I'm better at reading contracts and things like that, you know, so that's a strength that I've got. But, you know, then we also rely on a lot of Ben's strength. Like, he's just really good with people and... Um, he can really quickly build rapport, like you can be at the checkout and get like life story and like a really serious issue going on in a person's life, they'll just, just open up to him and share and he just has a really good like natural read on people. Um, so you know I really value his input in, in, you know, when I'm going to meet someone and like he'll be like, oh why don't you ask this question because that'll go like you know, just learning how to, what our strengths are and learning how to rely on each other and work as a team together and really value each other, something that way, yeah. And one thing you said there that's really important is have a good attitude about it. So when you get to those situations where one has to submit because you don't reach that mutual agreement, that is really important afterwards. It's not like, well, you decide, you know, like I said, not just throwing up, but actually then supporting them in the decision that's been made. You've accepted that a decision had to be made and having a good attitude afterwards and really supporting, you know, the husband once that decision has been made. There's been times when I've had to almost force a decision because Brad would just, this was in our early years, like he would just go, well, whatever, what do you think? You know, and just would expect me to come up with the, the this is what our family's going to do. And, and I had to realise, like, I can't make that because again he is the head and I would have to sort of say no I'm not going to tell you what I think until you make up your mind which yeah. is part, partly for him to you know he had he had to do that right so okay I'm not going to tell you my answer right. until yeah, you were in influence out. yeah, yeah so. it's hard isn't it but that's uh, that's what it's all about isn't mm -hmm. it learning each other and getting to know and working out and, you know the world jokes about it and stuff like you get the jokes of oh like yeah you know you handle them in such a way handle them and and let them the secret is for them to think that they thought about it first or made the decision and you know we might you know sound all jokey but at the bottom line we've got to just really be careful that we're not manipulating mm. you know to get the like you said the desired result yeah um, and not resorting to to manipulation where it's wrong you know it's um really good, good thing happened like in our first year of marriage we probably had only been married about four or five months and um, Brad was still a fairly new Christian and we'd been at church one day and they talked about tithing and we're on our way home from church and we were just talking about you know tithing and he's like oh you know I don't think we need to da, da, da. we were just talking it backwards and forwards and I was just trying to explain to him how important it was and he it was he'd kind of made up his mind, you know. No, I'm, we're not going to be doing what they say, you know, at the church. And you know, and I thought, okay, well, this is a God thing. And I just had to go, okay, God, you're the one 
that's going to have to talk him around here. And I'm not joking. We didn't talk about it at all the rest of the way home. By the time we got home, he's like, actually, I think you're right. I think we did. <laughs> so there's a good tip for, for women here. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, especially when it's, you know, you know you you are right in the situation. You you know, that's part of submitting too. Like I could have stood there and gone, nope, we're going to make this choice, you know, but I, I was, you know, being submissive and I was like, okay, God, I'm being submissive here. You're the one in control of our marriage, of him and of me. And so, you know, it's a good Speak just to pray, person. pray to yeah, talk, go, yeah, go to talk the head to of the house, like God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get to the head of the house. And I mean, certainly, you know, there's well, you'd have scripture up, you know, that's, and let the makeup right, down yeah. line from there, because yeah. I find that's like really important that we really try to be very careful. You know, people, a lot of people would ask our opinion on things, and yeah, we have got experience and stuff that we can give it, but it's also important that we, you know, especially where it's something really controversial or that's going to really majorly impact we prefer to just point them to scripture like you read the scriptures we can help you understand it but just read the scriptures and you know and let god do the talking basically hey? yeah. yeah it's a good full stop yeah. ben, ben and i like be throwing things back and forth and we're like why don't we just like, go actually see what the Bible <laughs> says yeah. oh, okay clearly says this and then it cuts out all the, yeah, <laughs> no, okay, that's the end it cuts out all the complications and the back and forth it's like you know word yeah. says this whether it makes us feel squirmy or we don't like or it's <laughs> yeah. going to be hard to do too bad it's simple it's simpler if we just stick to this yeah oh i just want to just you mentioned about you know um if a if a husband is really just really loving and valuing his wife that she'll have no problems submitting to him and i just think that's such a good point um you know there are times when sort of you just get caught up in the day-to-day of life and you just forget sort of to really kind of invest mm. in the person you're married to. And I've noticed recently that Ben's just, he's been like going out of his way just to like, just to make me feel really special. And like, I just see how like that really totally changes your attitudes to certain things. You know, if you, you might be struggling with them, but if my, oh, I'm, I know I'm valuable to him and he loves me, he cherishes me, um, then you've got no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before you might be a bit, oh, a bit too stressful of the heart. So, you know, when your husband, you can just respect your husband and he has that absolute confidence that you respect him and you're honouring him, that you're not sort of going behind your back with your little schemes trying to get your yeah. own way. Like, how much more willing is he to step up as the head of the household and yeah. lead because you've, you know, backed off? They're teaching our men that at the moment because Brad's been the same. I'm like, I'm like, maybe they've been having secret meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, honey, oh, why don't we just go for a five day walk? walk. <laughs> I was like, oh, that'd be lovely. Somebody else want a great little walk. My husband thanked me for the lift today. I was like, well, how else were you going to get home? Don't knock it, girls. And that's what you have to I be love, careful. I love like, like, no, I, but I do love that he does it. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure you didn't say that to him, but that. Uh, there was, there's a lady that I knew that um, her marriage was like that. Like it was, she just complained all the time. So that kind of thing, like you know, um, your husband coming saying thank you for the lift, she'd be like, she would have said something like, "Well, how else she gonna get home?" But it was constant stuff like that, and that just wears the guy down and mm. puts him off. Hey, like I remember once she went on a trip and um, she came back and he bought her like personalized number plates. And all she criticised was, oh, how much money that costs. But, you know, she'd mm-hmm. been complaining that he doesn't ever show anything 
and for him that was something that he was showing and then the first words out were like a criticism yeah. of you know and that you know you tear you know you might not realize but that wears the husband down as well they might be trying and that kind of constant behavior mm -hmm. just puts them switches them right off to even trying so mm. just a little but I do, I'm, I must admit, I really do love the Yeah, no, I know you do. It's great. Like he, and he, Brad will often thank me for meals and, you That's know, nice. like it took me a long time to get used to that. I'd be like, well, I feel like, you know, when you say thank you to me, like, I'm your mum or something. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, I used to say to Ben, I'm like, why are you thanking me for cooking, like, with Okay, it's kind of what I do. It is showing you that I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. And we complain that we don't get it. Like, Especially like, when you have kids and they're like, yuck. Yeah. And to have one person at the table go, this is really nice. Like, I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. My confidence was getting eroded here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up there. Do you want to just finish? We could do another two minutes just talking about what it looks like from the man's side. Did any of you ask your husbands? I asked my husband I and did, I wrote yeah. down his response. So, do you want to just slot that in here or do you want that? Sure. All right, so David said you've got the, uh, for him, the, the mutually submission means that I've got the right to speak into his life spiritually. I've got the right to check him on all his characteristics and expect the best of him in regards to him walking in fruit of the spirit and as that relates to me and my family um how you know how he relates to us and he he said you know it gives me the right to check on all his relationships um relationships as well that would um to to make sure that the relationships that we develop as individuals and as a couple are going to enhance our family and, and be good for both of us and he values my strength and he allows me to release my strength in, into his life. So, you know, spiritually as well, there'll be times when I might have to correct him or pull him up, and he does value and he takes note of that. And into our decisions that we make as well, both in ministry and in, in our marriage. I like it. You know what I also like? Um, <clears throat> is how husband wants to put his wife as a priority before other people or activities. Um, it's something at work Ben finds really strange that a lot of the men don't seem to actually like, like their wives and they're yeah. not really excited about going home to see them, yeah. you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I just I appreciate that my husband, he wants to spend time with me. He'll mm -hmm. value spending time with me instead of, you know, like sport or anything like that. Going to the pub and stuff. Yeah, coming you know, home. a few hours, yeah. yeah. Which is often what the world does. Not all of them, but yeah. Hmm. What have you got, Deb? Uh, just to add to well, a lot of what um, Brad had said was similar to you know what we've already been talking talking about about you know showing respect, and he doesn't see me as inferior, and he values my opinions. Um, not afraid to ask for my help, and accepting constructive criticism. You know, not not negative criticism, but constructive. Yeah, you know, we. We try and deliver that to each other as nice as we can. Um, and in him being submissive to Christ, it naturally happens that then he can be submissive to me and vice versa. So when I'm submissive to Christ, it's a natural thing for me to be submissive to my husband then. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And what that just struck me, what you said, in him being submissive to Christ, he can be submissive to you. 
And, you know, when you were reading, Lena, that Ephesians 5 at the beginning, it just really jumped out of me where Paul says, Submit to one another art of reverence for Christ. Yeah. So that yeah. is the reason we do it again. It's the same as, you know, we love each other because he loves us yeah. and because he wants, that's what he wants, it pleases him. And so that as well, we submit to each other because it pleases him and it's, you know, out of reverence to him. So that's really important, isn't it? Mm. Excellent. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thank you for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can jump onto our website at www.life-house.net. Uh, we also encourage you to check out our other podcasts. We've got sermon series podcast and um, a new end times podcast, which is really good. I've been really enjoying listening to it, so I really encourage you to get onto that too. Um, and just keep getting into Colossians with us. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and hope you'll catch us next time.